Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's been a while. Welcome back. This is a new Just the Headers coming at you. The Bitcoin Podcast Network show about the headlines. The cryptocurrency headlines. Not all the headlines, right? Nobody nope. nobody cares about Iran right now. Which is ironic because like the first article is from Iran. But anyways, like nobody cares about earthquakes right now. Shout out to the survivors. No, there weren't any casualties in that earthquake, I don't think. Not sure. It's a big one, though. 7.1. Oh, yeah. 7.1 is not a tiny earthquake. The Richter scale is built upon the logarithmic function. Mm -hmm. Uh, Neat facts. Um, Yeah. So... I bet you didn't know that the 7.1 is actually 10 to the 7.1 vibrations of of something. I don't know. That's the Richter scale. It's actually exponent. So the number they give you is an exponent. Mm -hmm. Just like the pH scale. Yeah. So take that to your office and spread the wisdom. How was your week, Jesse? It was a week. Good or bad? Uh, there were good parts. There were bad parts. Oh, yeah? yeah? What was the best of the worst? The best of the worst? Mm-hmm. The worst part. Best of the worst part. Getting around Oh, that's hopping. right. Because you ripped your toe off. Yeah. No, I didn't rip a toe off. That would be awful. Rip the skin on your bunion off. Rip the skin on a bunion off. Yeah, playing the he's Jesse was playing that basketball, that street ball. Street ball. He balls like that. He ain't he's talking twenty one. Hood rules. Like an idiot in vans. In vans? Oh wow. Yeah. Now I don't feel as bad for you as I do. <laughs> I didn't know it was in vans. I thought yeah, you were playing in uh, legitimate shoes. No, man. That was the problem. This dude wanted to play basketball moon shoes. Oh, man. <laughs> no, they were flat. They were like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, skater call shoes? those flat tops. No, they're not. They're not they, they weren't skater shoes. I mean, they are vans, but they're, they weren't skater shoe vans. Did they're you like the, Avril uh, Lavigne? That's a song by her. I was going to sing you, one. Do you know all the lyrics of Skater Boy? Uh, no, I don't. I wish I did. I actually do. My sister was a huge fan of Avril Lavigne. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I do. But I'm not going to lie to you. When she came onto the scene, I was in high school, and I was like, man, that girl's looking good. She had them vampire teeth. 
mm-hmm. that were all natural. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, Avril's out here doing the damn thing, showing that mid drift. <laughs> but he, sorry, <laughs> got that guy weird fast. Uh, I'm sorry that what was the worst of the best part of your week, Jesse? Mm. I don't know, but I, I made some food. It's pretty delicious. Nice. Yeah. What, what uh, cuisine? What kind of? What was the geographical location of the, the cuisine? Mm, I made a made two types of chili. Oh. Then I made uh, a tofu stir fry, and I made an Indian garam masala, chicken garam masala. Mm. Break it down for the people. So it okay. was uh, yeah, it's pretty good. All right, man. Good. I myself, I'd say the 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 best of the worst was not being able to find any good movies on Netflix or Amazon Prime this weekend to enjoy with uh my people. I could there was nothing there. There was Shazam, but Shazam has been whacked since inception. So there's no reason I'd ever want to watch Shazam, let alone some guy in a muscle suit playing Shazam. Mm. And then I guess the worst of the best was I didn't find my my brand of prosciutto, but I did find prosciutto at the grocery store. So. (laughs) You you like prosciutto? I'm a big fan of prosciutto. It's just got this taste that is so much better than regular ham. Do you like... uh... I was it Iberico ham. Uh, did you just curse at me? Mm, no. What did you call me? Iberico. No. Do you like Iberico ham? Do I like Chris Jericho's? I Iberico. I, I oh, I don't know what that is. Is it, is it like uh, honey ham? Uh, nope. Here. I oh. like uh. The prosciutto that starts with the P, like panini or something. Panowski. Yeah. Let me put it in random. See if Ken, Ken goes. I love Iberico. You know what I mean? Let's take a look. There's, there's your prosciutto. I, I mean, that's uh, Iberico ham. Oh my goodness, that looks so good. And uh, there's your prosciutto. I don't think it's healthy for you at all. I think prosciutto is one of the least healthy things on the planet. You really but, think so? Well, I mean, it's cured ham, so it's like just pure salt, right? And ham is already fatty meat, so what you're basically doing is eating a fatty salt pill. I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm, okay. I'm alright with that. Put that on my platter. Well, then you, sir, Jesse, would love a thing called charcuterie. I do. I do love charcuterie. I'm a fan of it as well. I like charcuterie, but I like to add on a little bit of sliced apple as well. You get that little, you get the sweet and the salt, right? Get yourself a piece of prosciutto, put a piece of sliced apple in there, and then put a piece of cheese on the top of that bad boy. Munching, crunching. You got yourself a delectable deal there. So, so Spaniards eat. Well, I'm a cultured motherfucker, Jesse. Speaking of culture, we're going <laughs> to... That's, that's a hell of a response to give to somebody. 
I'm a cultured motherfucker. Okay, so news. We're going to talk about it, right? You guys love this crypto shit, so we're going to give you some news from it. So the first article is coming from Coindesk, written by our man Daniel Kuhn. This is from last weekend. Authorities in Iran have seized roughly 1,000 Bitcoin machine mining machines from two abandoned factories. Uh, this is actually interesting um, because most recently we had an interview with Andres, and he was letting us know that in Iran, the government basically gives, like, to mosques, mosques don't have to pay energy bills. So they've been obviously mining with their free energy in Iran. Because what the fuck else would you do with a bunch of free energy in 2019 except mine? Bitcoin. But electrical consumption in the country has spiked 7%, according to the minister, who also said the power used for mining one coin equaled the energy used by 24 residential units for an entire year. <laughs> Electricity is... Hell, oh, wait. You were in that interview. Weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I was talking to that shit like you weren't there. Electricity <laughs> is heavily subsidized in Iran, so the cost of running a crypto mining farm are cheap, as low as 0. .006 per kilowatt hour. Wow, that's <gasps> really cheap. Oh my goodness. To RAM-based crypto startup Arayatech, Arayatech has previously reported to be hunting for foreign capital to establish crypto mining sites across Iran. Is this a safe haven? No, it's Iran. Jeez. Uh, if you're Iranian, you're listening to this. I don't. I mean, any offense by that, but I mean, I'm just saying. All right. So the next <laughs> next article. Oh, our favorite. Craig Wright spars with Kleiman lawyers in a combative courtroom appearance. This is written by our man Daniel Kuhn. Craig Wright appeared in federal court today to show this today being uh, the 28th of June. So this is an older article. Uh, the plaintiff, Ira Kleiman, is suing on behalf of his late brother, David Kleiman's estate from 2009 to 2011. David Kleiman and Wright allegedly mined 1.1 million Bitcoin together. Wow. Which Wright entrusted to the Tulip Trust. Interesting. Ira is suing for half of the collective stockpile, which Wright has alleged White has alleged is has alleged, wow, is inaccessible due to a complicated encryption scheme. What? Did you hear that, Jesse? That's that's a lot of money. Inaccessible due to a complicated encrypt so cause he forgot a password? It's in Okay, it should be noted the self-proclaimed Bitcoin creator has already been found in violation of the court's order, according to the plaintiff's representation on the 21st of June. Today's case was to determine the level of sanction due. It is still unknown whether Wright will be penalized at all. Wright's morning disposition was closed to the club was closed to the public, but the court was opened for the uh, evidentiary hearing this afternoon. Reports of the trial have been coming through Twitter. On the stand, right against said Satoshi Nakamoto was a character he played when, oh my god. Is this guy serious? He literally, huh. Right again said Satoshi Nakamoto was a character he played when authoring when authoring and disseminating the Bitcoin white paper published over an email thread 
for cryptographic hobbyists in 2009. Wright continued to say he's unfamiliar with that with what Bitcoin uh, has developed into and refused to recognize the concept of a public address. That idea is taken from Bitgold and eGold. Bitcoin is the opposite. Keys should not be reused for security. He said, reported PJM on, on Twitter. This guy's a fucking goon. Here's a quote. I created Bitcoin to be the first digital cash system not connected to crime. The Silk Road was made for the sale of heroin, MDMA, fentanyl, weapons. Then a reputation system was developed for assassination markets and for terrorism, Wright said, according to PJM. Uh, he began crying during this section of the hearing. He also crawled into his lawyer's arms after the testimony and bawled. Oh, my God. Jeez. Hold up. I need to send out a tweet real quick to Ryan X. Charles. Ask him if he still thinks that uh, Craig Wright is Satoshi. Give me just a second. Because uh, I, I just like to ask him this every few months or so. Just if he is, if he is, if he still thinks for, uh, Craig, Craig Wright Satoshi. So only take a second. You, you audience can hear me click these clicks on this. Ryan X. Charles. Hopefully he's left Twitter by now for his own sanity. But I think I stopped following him a while back. Yep. Sorry. This, sorry, guys. The hotel internet is, is not fast. <laughs> so, send out this tweet real quick. change that i don't want to tweet that as the podcast i want to tweet that as me so discard that tweet you know what this is taking too long uh guys please tweet ryan x charles and ask him if he still thinks craig wright is the real satoshi because at this point in time uh he would be insane to think that. So, just want to know. Uh, all right. Now, we're getting back to the headlines. We're going to do one more headline. We're going to push it over to you, Jesse, for Monday's news. Uh, we sure. got, uh, let me see here. I got choices here. Don't care about Libra anymore. Okay, let's look at this one. Look at this. Oh, it was a Hacker Noon article. Uh-oh. Fundamentally valuing Bitcoin at $45,000 per Bitcoin. This is written by Daniel Sagyun Kim. Uh, summary, I'll try to distill down monetary theory, help you fundamentally understand how currency and Bitcoin is valued. I claim that Bitcoin has negligible intrinsic value without mainstream use as a transactional currency. That despite this, Bitcoin can still hold value based on a different valuation model. And three, valuation of Bitcoin and how a cryptocurrency like Facebook's Libra affects Bitcoin's valuation. Uh, this is deep, but basically, uh, how's the USD valued? MV equals PQ. Uh, so PQ is the total value of transactions in the economy. 
What's MV? MV is the velocity. Oh, we've discussed this on the main show. Uh, velocity. As velocity increases, the value decreases. Uh, this is a very long article. I don't think we have time to read this one. But what I will say is it's a very interesting read. So if you look in the show notes, you're going to get you know pinged on this one in the uh, article where we keep the headlines. Uh, but basically, his argument is that even though Bitcoin doesn't have intrinsic value, it can still hold value, which is, is an interesting argument. So we will shelf that one. On to you, Jesse. Monday. Monday. All right, here we go. So uh, I like you have choices as well. And I don't know if I should read this Bitcoin article uh, that ties in Facebook and makes a dramatic claim about the end of the 20th century money. No. Uh, central banks may issue. All right, uh, we, can, we can play around with this one. All right, so... Oh, is this the Cartman-looking guy? Let's see. Yep, it's, uh, it's Cartman when he's 60 or 50. Uh, BIS chief, central banks may issue digital currencies sooner than we think. God, that guy looks like uh, speaking to the Financial Times on Sunday, Carson said that the IB or that the BIS, which acts like a central bank for central banks, is supporting global banks, global central banks' effort to research and develop digital currencies based on national fiat currency uh, currencies. According to Carson's, I just want a date. That's really all I want. Okay, so there's no date. This is a useless article, fluff piece. All right, next one. Uh, metronome now lets users move tokens between blockchains. Uh, Daniel oh, yeah. Kuhn. These guys are cool. I remember Metronome. Yeah. Uh, metronome token holders now have the option to choose their blockchain. A feature that was first announced a year ago at launch, but only rolled out last week. The developers of the Metronome project announced activation of the cryptocurrency's cross-blockchain capability after uh, our following successful test transfers of Met tokens from the Ethereum blockchain to the Ethereum Classic blockchain and back. Cross-chain hops allow holders to pick up uh, to pick the ledger that suits their risk profiles and requirements for stability and governance. While that may sound like an atomic swap, Jeff Garzik, principal architect, CEO, and co-founder of Metronome, explained how it would work on Bitcoin Talk in 2017. Metronome is the opposite of a swap. There's no asset exchange thus no exchange rate difference, thus no exchange rate risk or volatility risk. If you swap BTC uh, or ETH, then you risk BTC price changing or ETH uh, price changing, volatility and exchange rate risk. With Metronome, the Met asset moves to a new blockchain, keeps the same asset and same asset price. There you go. Wait, what? Wait, so if I move 4 BTC to ETH, it's going to be 4 BTC worth of ETH? Or is it going to be 4 ETH? It's going to be 4 BTC worth of MET, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Keeps the same asset. But MET's going to be on the Ethereum blockchain? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, MET? Asset moves to a new blockchain but keeps the same asset and same asset price. Can one met be worth different? Okay, hold on. I'm not understanding this. Yeah, I'm not getting this either. 
I need does help. is it one for one Met to BTC? Like, because can Met represent different pairings specific to the individual? I think Met's just like a vessel. Here, let's see. I'm gonna look through the examples down here. And it takes more of the vessel to send different amounts of currency. That don't make no damn sense. <laughs> Hold on. How does Met work? If you can find an answer real quick. Metronome. Before emitting an export event, the source chain creates a and stores the burn transaction, capturing all details of the burn, including the previous burn transaction. In this way, each chain maintains a list of all burn transactions that have originated from that chain, regardless of what their destination chain will be. Also, each burn transaction hash depends on the previous burn transaction hash. By definition, the very first burn transaction on a given chain has no previous burn transaction, so it uses the value of zero for its hash. So, it's burning chains to act like other chains on other... to act like other tokens on other chains, and then when you move them back, it unburns those tokens burns the token burns the transaction logs it you're using it da, 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 da. you bring it back it's off the ledger what okay here's some more reading uh, Garzik told Coindesk that the insistence on the one currency to one blockchain dogma introduces unnecessary risk into a portfolio by tying digital assets to the stability or potential instability of the community that maintains its blockchain. Decentralization is an article of faith within the blockchain industry, he wrote in a blog post, yet one species of decentralization that our industry has become comfortable with is the notion that a digital asset must be forever tied to its blockchain ledger. Metronome is attempting to further the tenet of blockchain decentralization by eliminating chain permanence. What's more, token portability, Garzik reasons, also bolsters the ideals of self-governance, choice, and reliability. To that end, Qtum and RSK compatibility are also being built and the organization is researching options for EOS and Cordano. The enabling of chain hopping becomes one year and a day after. Wow. So why would you want an ether to work on the Bitcoin blockchain? That's what I don't get. But I guess it's, uh, I think I kind of get it, Jesse. I think I kind of get it. It's like if you have a shit ton of Ether, but you want to do stuff on the Bitcoin blockchain, then you can use your Ether to do stuff on the Bitcoin blockchain. What's the stuff that needs to be done? Jeff Garzik is blowing my fucking mind right now. You get you getting anything? You got anything going? I'm area? not seeing any medium articles that explain how it works at all. Nothing. Like no no articles really breaking it down. Hmm. So I would assume that I have to like pop open their white paper and read through it, I guess. Which we don't have time for. So I'm nope. going to look at that maybe later and pass uh, it on to me. It's on. Tuesday's news.
next article. Uh, we'll look at one more here. So okay. let's see how do we create smart? No, no. All right, never mind. It's all it's all you because the rest of them are like two Tuesday articles about Facebook Lightning. Tuesday, 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 Lightning. Okay, um, it should be coming up here any second, guys. It's, it's hotel internet. Don't know what to tell you. Wow, load slower. Okay, former Ripple exec to lead Binance's U.S. expansion as new exchange CEO. Wow, that's it's not so DC coming. Okay. Wolfie Zhao writes this one. The operator of Binance's upcoming U.S. crypto exchange, BAM Trading Services, has hired a former Ripple executive as its CEO. BAM announced. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, audience. This inconsistency of hotel internet is it's not helping with the production of the show right now. So Catherine Coley is the newly appointed CEO. Okay. For Binance US. And she go. was previously uh, a Ripple executive. There we go. That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. All right. Moving on to the next article. Uh, we don't need that Gemini shit. We don't need Clapper added outage. We live through it. This is interesting. Bitfinex repays $100 million of the $700 million loan? When did Bitfinex need a loan? Bitfinex repays Tether $100 million of $700 million loan. Crypto exchange Bitfinex said Tuesday that it had began repaying a loan from its sister company, Tether. Bitfinex borrowed as much as $700 million from the stablecoin issuer through a line of credit in early 2019. According to legal findings by the New York Attorney General's office, the exchange needed the cash to make up for an $850 million hole, which resulted from its payment processor, Crypto Capital, having its funds seized by authorities in three separate nations. Wow. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks so bad. $850 million just gone because the country say so. Wow. This is what centralization is tough, guys. On Tuesday, the exchange said it had transferred $100 million from its account to Tether's. Bitfinex made this payment in a fiat wire to Tether's bank account. This amount was not yet due to be paid to Tether under the facility, but Bitfinex has made the repayment based upon its financial position at the end of the second quarter of 2019. Also, on July 1st, Bitfinex fully prepaid all interest accrued under the loan facility to Tether up to the end of day on June 30th, 2019, also in fiat. Bitfinex and Tether have long shared key executives and shareholders, though both companies maintain that they are distinct entities. Tether's USDT token, which usually trades around $1, is supposed to be backed one for one with the US dollar or cash equivalents, but Bitfinex loan meant a portion of that collateral was replaced with the debt of an affiliated company. Jeez, man, this is just crazy ifinex bifinex's parent firm and other affiliated entities are embroiled in a legal fight with the new york attorney general's office over the alleged over the alleged cover-up of its 850 million dollar loss the company has filed a motion to dismiss claiming that the new york attorney general has neither the jurisdiction nor sufficient evidence to back up its claims 
NYAG's office has until July 8th to file its opposition. That's already. Oh, that's tomorrow. Psych, not tomorrow. You don't know when we record this fucking show. Has until July Today. to file its opposition. <laughs> Attorneys for both sides are due back in court by July not 29th. So some shit is going down, Jesse. Damn. That was a good sell article, all. man. Sell everything. <laughs> that's jesse's proposition sell it all because in august it's over man game over tether's over uh the the last few articles are about the um moratorium on facebook's libra project that um the government the, uh, the sec has asked for them to take so on to you jesse wednesdays all right it's- wednesday um, first article for Wednesday is about Japanese regulators getting anxious about Facebook's currency. Japanese. Japan's central bank has joined the regulators worldwide expressing concerns over the potential risks posed by Facebook's Libra cryptocurrency project. A report from Nikkei Asian Review on Wednesday indicates that the Bank of Japan has concerns that Libra, a planned cryptocurrency backed by a basket of fiat currencies and government securities, will be tough to regulate and could be could bring risk to the financial system. The case cited as unnamed official from the BOJ as recently saying, quote, it will move money into an absolutely virtual world, so it is completely different than other forms of digital payment. Yeah, I feel like Japan really screwed itself by making Bitcoin run alongside its national fiat if if Libra moves forward. That's it's really not going to be fun for them. What makes you say that? Um, kind of interconnects them with whoever pumps Libra, right? So if Libra gets inflated, just like Tether, right? Just imagine if Libra does the same thing Tether's doing. Um, it's just printing a bunch of Libra whenever they need to buy more. Right. That whatever. also inflates the Japanese economy. It inflates every co- economy that's like. Like, like the J- Japanese economy specifically because Bitcoin is running alongside their yen. And where is that money going to pump into from Libra? Probably into Bitcoin. Yeah, but that's okay if they're holding a bunch of Bitcoin, right? But they're not though, right? How do we know that? Why would they say it's legal Bulgaria to not right? hold it? Uh, because, uh, I don't know. That'd be a, a really- question dumb thing to do but i don't think japan has a lot of bitcoin right comparatively to other countries one there's no way for us to tell but two um i think they would man that's where mount gox was we'll see i guess japan i I mean mount gox was in japan and local stuff you know i'm pretty sure there's quite a few bitcoin in japan I think there's a lot of Not Bitcoin holders in Japan. I don't know if the government itself or the institutions themselves are really holding um, crypto, though. If I were a government and I said, tomorrow, the official legal tender of the country is PlayStation 4s, I would go out and buy a bunch of PlayStation 4s. Hmm. Because people are going to need them. Doesn't doesn't that weaken the value of of the yen if people sell yen for 
Bitcoin to get to Libra or whatever? I mean, it will, yes, but maybe Japan's taking the first steps towards the country that sees the writing on the wall, and they're just like, you know what, fuck it, let's just try this Bitcoin thing. So wait, what's the? I mean, I guess it all depends on what you're, what you see as the end game for, for Bitcoin. Like, does Bitcoin get killed off by governments, or no. does Bitcoin run alongside fiat globally? Yeah. I think it's that. So, one. so that one. So you think Bitcoin is here to stay forever? Yes. Me and Corey got in this heated discussion on the recent show. The first, before we even got into the Andres interview, it was about 30 minutes of me and Corey going back and forth about this exact argument, whether it's going to be Bitcoin or it's going to be something else. And I can't get What is Corey saying? Something else? He's saying it could be something else. I mean, why can't you acknowledge that it could be something else? Well, because that's what every person can say. Like, oh, it could be anything. No. Pick a side. Pick a side, stick with it. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Why can't you why why does it have to be binary? Why can't you have some why can't you have some um money? Humans don't operate on binary. We don't operate on trinary. We operate on binary. Zeros and ones, baby. It is or it ain't. No, that's not true. I think it is. I I think right now, so like what would I say? I would say, hmm, Bitcoin as a chance does that mean that i don't have exposure like say let's say that like i was 100 percent in the in the camp that bitcoin is going to get killed off by state governments does that mean i have no exposure to bitcoin how no, are they going to kill necessarily it? mean that how would they kill it that's why i'm not in that camp i don't really have a good argument for how they would they could just ban it and then yeah, it goes back people are still going to find a way to use it in fact people would find it even more savvy and or even more technological savvy ways to use it. Mm. You can't stop certain True. things, man. Governments like to think that they can, but they can't. How many different think pirate bays it? have popped up? Every single time they try and squash a pirate bay, a new one pops up. Every single time they try and squash a silk road, a new one pops up. You can't stop. Yeah, but it. then it it gets it gets worse. The quality suffers, right? Like the original Silk Road had had decent quality expectations for the consumers were were met but like these all like like dream market like that one just went under they stole all the money in escrow i think when regulation when when dark markets are forced to go even darker that's when shady stuff happens what's shady stuff that's when escrows get stolen when people just disappear with enough money because they see that it's it's so dark that there's no chance of asset recovery, so we could just disappear. Hmm. We have fifty million in, in the escrow. We'll just take it and shut down the site. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I think that there's like it there's like this line this 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 area where things operate in the gray and government says it's okay and ethics say it's okay ish and then they operate in that realm but i think when they're forced to go too too black or too white too white means profits are are being lost too black means that shady things happen to the consumer or bad things happen to the end product 
So I feel like most businesses like op like optimally should be able to operate in the gray, which they do. And, and that's, I guess, what, I, what I'm saying, like Bitcoin, if it gets hyper regulated by governments, like, like say they do, you know, the equivalent of like the prohibition or they do the equivalent of like the knocking door to door, telling everybody we're taking your gold confiscation of gold door to door. Um, like how many people would would know that you have Bitcoin D and they would be like, all right, give me all your Bitcoin. And then they would take all of your documents and they, they, they're saying we're confiscating your Bitcoin. They wouldn't get it. I mean, they could. They could how? they could say you what get, you get life in, in jail, life in jail or give us all your Bitcoin. Then I would say, all right, all right, hold on. Let me go get my password. And I fucking <laughs> bounce. All right. I would, no, I would be out. You, you wouldn't be able to. You'd have what? to buy a flight ticket to get out of the country. You'd have to buy another passport. Like, you'd be blacklisted as being American. Like, they could extradite you anywhere you go. Well, then I would say at that point, I think if things get that bad, then mm-hmm. we've got much bigger problems. If they're going after individual people's bitcoins we got problems like big big problems i mean that it's happened in the past right with gold has happened in the past so i mean why can't it happen again well i mean there's no nobody saying the big problems are coming back i mean jesse if that were to happen then like i i would probably die that day i just want to let you know like how that would go (laughs) down like i would be like oh word it's, we're at that point now. Well, all right. Well, let me go grab my guns, and y'all gonna have to take me out. Like that's that's how it's gonna go down because this is my money. This is my shit, and you're um, not just gonna take it. So I'm gonna be one okay. of those guys. I was like, yeah. It's either I either go down as the guy. There's gonna be 50 percent of people that are probably like, man, he fought for what he believed in, and there's gonna be another 50 percent of be like, damn, he was a criminal. Uh huh. And that's just the way it's gonna be, Jesse. Cause fuck you if you come and you try to give me like I'm not giving you my private key, you can fuck off. You can go straight to hell. I don't give a damn. That's the day I get locked up and I'm in prison. I'm one of those guys. Like I'm either yeah. they're either gonna kill me that day or they send mm-hmm. me to prison. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, what did you do? Well, they try to get my Bitcoin and they ain't getting that shit. So now I'm but gonna then I guess yeah, you just spend your life in jail and it doesn't really matter because they'll just print enough fiat to buy Bitcoin. Right. So I don't know what they'll do. Nobody Eventually knows what they'll do. But I do know that Bitcoin is going to win. That's what you think is going to happen. No, I know it. I'm from the future. Uh, OK, well, I'm all I'm saying is like you can you can have exposure to it, whether you believe or believe don't believe that that is going to be the outcome. Like I have exposure to different cryptocurrencies. I do, too. Right. So, I mean, I have a lots of exposure to the truth. So. I am exposed. That's right. I might as well be wearing a trench coat. Um, where were we? Oh, right, so we're next, reading articles. Yeah, so um, Japan. So let's see. UK finance watchdog takes step forward. Ban on cryptocurrency derivatives. Uh, moderation bot blacklists Telegram users to tackle crypto scams. Casa uh, launches Lightning Node mobile app for Bitcoin newbies. Blockstream launches atomic swaps on liquid Bitcoin sidechain. Uh, let me check that out. 
Blockstream has created an experimental tool that makes it easier for users to trade trustlessly between tokens launched on its Liquid sidechain. Dubbed Liquid Swap Tool, the platform uses quote-unquote atomic swaps, a cryptographic technology that already serves as a backbone for newer decentralized exchanges currently in development. The motivation for these types of transactions is, is that today most exchanges are middlemen trusted by users to exchange cryptocurrency on their behalf. Many have lost funds or suffered hacks over the years, leading technologists to argue they really can't be trusted with this money. Atomic swaps offer an alternative. As mentioned above, this atomic swap tool is specifically geared toward uh, tokens launched on Liquid, a sidechain that's pegged to Bitcoin. To use it, users must send their tokens to the sidechain, effectively trading their Bitcoin for LBTC. It's kind of like alchemy, morphing Bitcoin into an altered type of Bitcoin, which is faster and has more privacy issues or privacy features, <laughs> uh, but requires more trust in the intermediaries that run the sidechain. That's uh, just like proof of authority or something like that. Right? So this is. Yeah, I mean, essentially. Is that what it ends it, up being? Yeah, every scaling thing is, is essentially uh, off yeah, chain kind of thing. Okay. On chain scaling is a pipe dream at the moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because. All, all, okay. Decentralization is a myth. Like, we've got to keep, we've got to keep that going. And we've got to understand that it is a myth. And what we need to say, that what the, where the myth breaks down is that everything centralizes eventually. Right. So what are you saying? Do you, freedom is a myth? Yeah, I mean freedom's an illusion too. There's different kinds of freedom. Like, why didn't you say that to Andreas? Like when he was like, "What does Bitcoin mean, or what does crypto mean?" And I was just like, "Freedom," because I knew that that's what he was looking for. Because I watched enough of his videos to know that that was his yeah. spiel. And uh, I wish he would have just yelled out, "That doesn't exist. It's an illusion." And then I wanted to see what that is like. He's been talking about moral morality and how it ties to crypto. And I want to know what he what is his argument when somebody blurts out freedom is an illusion to this whole ideology that Bitcoin kind of provides. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should have. Uh, I'm wondering what his response was. I had gone through a whole day of travel and I wasn't well rested. I would have <laughs> said that, but I'm a bit more pessimistic when I've been traveling all day. So, uh, there's a, uh, yeah, freedom's an illusion, man. Freedom, everybody has their own freedom that they're willing to allow and uh, agree upon in mass. It's an agreed mm-hmm. upon illusion of freedom. So, what is America to you? America to me, mm-hmm. if not Shit. a country that provides freedom, According quote, to the, quote, freedom. the flavor of freedom I like the be- the the tastiest freedom on the planet. That's what it is to me. I know I'm not free, but I know that I'm freer than a lot of places. It's true, and uh, and it's a tasty version of freedom too. Like I I went to tasty? Prague, it was. Free. I mean, people were just walking around doing shit and being free, but that's not like there was an odor. There was, I didn't like the fact that I had to turn on my water heater like manually to, so I'd hop in the shower to take a shower and it's like, fuck, mm-hmm. this water's cold. And then I had to get out cold water, cold towel, turn on the water <laughs> heater manually wait 15 minutes for it to heat up the water and then get i was like man this this kind of freedom is not my kind of freedom damn it and then like the powder room toilet that room Mm. was so small 
I had to shit sideways because I was like, what kind of tiny ass fucking human fits in this room? <laughs> and so I like had to shit sideways on the toilet. And I was like, this is not my flavor of freedom. And then mm-hmm. I lost my not didn't lose my thing broke my little adapter for the, the wall broke. <laughs> right. So I had to go get a new, new adapter for my so I could charge my phone. Dude. Mm-hmm. There is a store for everything in Prague. There's a meat store. There's a cheese store. There's a fruit store. There's a vegetable store. There's a home electronic store. There's a big electronic store. There's a small electronic store. I was like, what the fuck? So I, I spent like two hours of my day walking miles going into different shops looking for just an adapter for my phone so I could charge my phone. And they were like, Best Buy. I couldn't find a fucking Best Buy. That's not my flavor of freedom, Jesse. I know Amazon one doesn't provide uh, four-hour yeah. delivery. Nope, there's no Amazon drones pumping out commerce. Like it's not my flavor of freedom, Jesse. I just couldn't couldn't do it. And then the people were kind of rude too. So I was like, you guys don't even like your own freedom if you want to be rude to a guest. So, hmm. um. I don't know if it's freedom. It's more of like infrastructure. And we're coming off of July 4th weekend where all Americans collectively circle jerk to the idea of our freedom. I love it. Fucking eagles and pancakes, bitches. That's how we roll. Pancakes. Oh, yeah, dude. Pancakes is the international pastry of America. It's getting to be that way. Oh. I did. I just made that up. I don't know. I like pancakes. I like it when they're crispy on the edges. Because, like crepes? Yeah, like because then you when you cut into it with your fork, it's just that crispity crisp. And the rest of it is soft, like on the inside, and it's soaked up the syrup, but you get that crispity crispy crisp. You know, I said crepes, but I'm pretty sure it's a crepe. Well, I'm not I'm even sure the French now. The French crepes. don't even know. So. I thought it was a crepe. I'm pretty sure it's a crepe. It's two E's, though, crepe. I know, but it, I'm pretty sure it's a crepe. So you can have a grape crepe? You can. You can have a strawberry crepe. Or crep. if you pronounce it wrong, you can have a grape crepe. Ah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, grape crepe so freedom. kind of freedom. That would be... Did you say that's my kind of freedom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said so freedom. <laughs> well, what's America to you, man? What's your fr- taste? What's your flavor? No, I just I guess I was looking for like what is it like a meritocracy? Is it like a, Oh, you're looking for like a deep answer? Well, no, not a deep answer, but just like a generalization of like capitalistic meritocracy, something like that. Uh when it comes to like economic stuff, I think capitalism oh shit, this is gonna be controversial. I think capitalism is running its course fast hmm. um so you I don't think, you don't you don't think capitalism is the best practice i think it depends on the time period and the age of the country i think hmm. that like <sighs> so what do you what do you want like are... you want more social socialism some things yes like what Wow, this is really off of cryptocurrency. Um, no, this is like all part of it. It's like like cryptocurrency is your vote to. I not... think education. 
I think education is one of them. I think it needs to be stringently socialized. I think it needs to be like one of the main focuses of the nation is how stringently can we socialize this system and make sure that, you know, all kids are on the same playing field. Um, that playing field is is amazing, like in Sweden. Mm. Sorry, I got to plug in my lappy toppy. It's about to dissolve. And we don't want those problems. Um, well, so the problem is like Sweden or like any any European country is like so tiny. It's like a state, not even as the size of like a big state like that. Texas. So like it's like some teachers don't actually want to live in like the Midwest, like or or like where where are the best teachers at? Right, the te- the best teachers are where you know the living is nice. The cost the the cost of living is is met where they get by paid. whatever their salary is. It's right. Where they get so paid. it's like where are those teachers at? Well, probably New York. They have unions that help them get paid. Um, you have the culture of like you know countries like Japan, um, where teachers are like the second most paid profession. Um, so I, I think things naturally gravitate toward better education systems. Now, if you were to socialize that, like, or if you, if you were to make it, um, if you were to make everybody have the same opportunities you'd be hard pressed because of the lack of amount of people who choose teaching as their profession and also the geography of the United States, because it's just so big. Well, you've Not got everybody to wants to teach in Arizona. That, the thing is, is that, as a federation, like we've got to do better about empowering the states to incentivize that, like pay so how do you, the how teachers, do you... like you pay the lawyers, value that, and you will get great teachers, and you will get competitive adults that grow up wanting to teach these things. And that's not socialism, though, teach. right? That's like you. That's like getting paid more if you're in a shittier place with shittier students. I don't know. Which are the students that no teacher wants to teach? Shitty students and in a shitty place. Yeah, because no teacher wants to be a teacher that gets paid shittily. You don't want to get paid shittily, teach shitty kids, and teach shitty kids in a shitty place. Yeah, you can't exactly. have three. You can't have a three shit sandwich and expect somebody to be a great teacher. But the problem is, the cost of living in that shitty area is going to be affordable for people who are not skilled, right? And they're not people who want to be skilled. In some cases, right? So it's like you're always going to have the bottom of the bottom of the barrel generating life forms that may want more than the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. But do they get that because of the geography? Do they get the the teachers that are, are well-tooled? No, they don't. They get the bottom of the bottom of the barrel teachers because they live in a bottom of the bottom of the barrel society because that's the biome that those people have created because they gravitated to that location. I feel like we're gonna offend some people with this episode, but I don't care about offending. Why? People. Why would we offend people? Oh, people don't like hearing things like this. Like what? I, know that. I found that in general. I don't feel like we're saying anything offensive, but I feel like some people would be offended. So I mean, we're not we're not naming any. Well, then I guess I obviously states, do feel countries. like we're saying offensive things. You do? Yeah, because I said some people. If I feel like people would be offended, then I feel like we're saying offensive things, right? Doesn't that make sense? That makes sense, but I don't feel that way. So when you said that you don't actually feel that way, I agreed. None of these things would offend me personally. 
but I do know they would offend some people. There we go. That's the best mm-hmm. way to put it. But I see what you're saying. Yes. I mean, nobody wants to, like... Yeah, but look at the adverse of the world that we're creating now. It's removing towards very quickly. Is like, the more that you pay, the better education you get. Exactly. And that's, that's true that's... in a lot of countries. But how... Maybe like, it should be you... good for postgraduate, like, after high school, or maybe even after undergraduate. That's a good system to have. But not at a young age everyone should 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 have a relatively great access to great things so how for for what duration should we handhold human beings until until they're 12 years old we give them a test like 25 fail the test we put them out with the fucking wolves and if they survive they come back to society if they don't they don't no like realistically okay i thought that was realistic but i'll run it back I would say, I don't know, age 16, take a test. You don't pass it to the minds with you. You do so pass ACT it. ACT and SATR, right? Mm, you don't go to the minds. Like, I'm talking literally, go to the minds. I mean, what what is the ASVAB for, for kids who use the military as an option? It's like, if they don't score high enough, they become the front lines. They could become cannon fodder. So that there's your minds. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it, it not does literally. exist. It does exist. What I'm getting at is like there are tests for intelligence in our. It's not just intelligence. It's aptitude. Oh yeah, sure. Aptitude, whatever. Doesn't. They're not the yeah, same like, word. You're right. I'm just kind of like. It doesn't really, like, the differentiation matters, but what I'm getting at is there are already tests in place that kind of differentiate people with more aptitude, and that's really what I'm trying to say, so it really didn't matter the way I said it, because you already know what I'm trying to say. This is true. Yep. So that's what I'm saying, like capitalism, like it's always going to exist. You're trying to balance and you're trying to you're trying to balance the world in an unnatural state. And the natural state of the world is for. For people to gravitate where they gravitate. Resource wise, position wise, yeah, whatever, it's all the, based on generational choices. But the nasty thing about capitalism is that like it's basically fueled on greed, which is a little different than how like Bitcoin is fueled on greed. No, it's I think people, the media forces us to look at it that way. Capitalism is is fueled based on uh, opportunity, taking advantage of opportunity. Say, Say somebody needs potatoes. And uh, I want to make some money off of growing potatoes. Oh, I become a potato farmer. And then I seek to optimize the process of farming potatoes, whether that's by underpaying labors, labor costs or improving process by upgrading machinery or uh, getting cheaper prices on potato seeds. You know, they're, they're hot. There's, there's always improvement of a process. Like if I choose to be, if I choose to be a carpenter tomorrow, 
right? Yeah. And I, I upgrade my skills so I become like a master carpenter. Obviously, I'm going to get paid for it more for my work than mm-hmm. you know somebody who isn't. And if I automate that or if I start a carpentry academy, I build up a workforce. It's it's it's, it's all just it's it's not really greed. It's more like it's just uh, opportunity, taking advantage of opportunity. Well, I don't disagree with any of that because I actually like capitalism quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I live here, and I love. I think I think to have excess in some areas, you have to have, uh, uh, for in order to have abundance of resources in one area, you have to have scarcity in the other regions. Everybody can't have abundance. Well, there's always haves and have-nots, and that's what always throws other systems for a loop i just think in certain areas of civilization the haves and haves nots should be not that that shouldn't happen i mean i know it's. i mean it doesn't have to happen it doesn't have to happen though it still does happen though yeah because of choice because they choose that Yes. Like the 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 life is like a like a Box bell of curve. chocolates. Shit. Sorry. It's like a bell curve. It's like uh, a bell curve. Like there are, there are extremes, right? Where people fall off. And it's where skewed it's right like or skewed circumstances left. of life cause them to have literally no opportunity for any chance of whatever success means to them. But for the majority, the vast majority of people they experience, you know, an average amount of of setbacks and they can choose to take advantage of opportunities that come with those setbacks or they can, you know, choose to stand by. Yeah. Let everything pass. I think pass. we'd write the world's worst self-help book. I think if we... No, it's... I think that's that's really what self-help books are, really. It's just they, they coddle people with word massaging. The... But they basically just say, go out there and get it. Basically, yeah. Make that fucking so it's paper. All a, so, I mean, it's, it's what they all say. They just say it in in you ways that stop make you feel in good. your way. Yeah, it's gross. Life is whatever you want it to be, so long as you do you. Oh, I'm gonna use the Gary Vaynerchuk strategy. Here you go. Hit me. No, hit me gross. with a. Don't. No. 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 We're done. No. Dude, I'm gonna imitate no. Gary V. You be an audience member. Ask me a question about your life. I'm an audience member. I'm asking you about uh something about your life. About your life. Yeah. I have to ask a question about my own life. Yeah, that's what they do. They're always like, I've always wanted to like sell candy like okay so do something like that but i'm gary v and you're an audience member go okay i've always wanted to sell candy well why aren't you doing it no no well, what no, no, no. what a what a genius revelation Let ask me go yourself do that. no stop stop i'm gary v i'm fucking talking i've got my i've got my fucking hat on crooked a little bit to appeal to the urban people does he wear a hat nowadays 
he used to wear a hat and he wore it crooked off of his head a little bit and a little uh-huh. bit sideways. But anyways, uh-huh. what you, you want to sell candy, right? Go go to the fucking store, buy a bunch of candy, and then sell it for more than you fucking bought it for. Go do it. My God, you're a genius. Take my money for your books. No, no, no. I don't want a little bit of your money. I want all of it. So I want you to think to yourself, how many pieces of candy do I need to sell to pay my fucking rent? How many pieces is it? Do the math right now. Do it with the microphone in your hand so everybody hears it. Go. Um, I'm selling each candy piece for a dollar. So I need Why to a buy. dollar? Why not a dollar and five cents? You're, you're right. I should charge a dollar and five cents because people have that nickel in their pockets. Exactly. Like, what are you sitting here for? You don't even need me. But please, uh, you know, tell your friends to buy tickets to me. But you don't even need me. Go sell candy. Go sell fucking candy, dude. Here, take a picture with me on Instagram. Can I get a free Boom. book? Gary Can V. Can you sign it? I'll think about it. But. No, Gary V always gives free books. Oh, he does? Shit. Yeah. yeah of course you get a free book, man. You know what Thanks, I'm going to do? Man. I'm going to buy your first piece of candy. Go buy a Snickers bar. I'm going to buy it from you for more than nice. you bought it for. And that's You know Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. You know, he, he actually wrote about the successes of his wife in real estate. That was actually not him. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can look it up. They pulled up county records and all when he when he was writing Rich Dad Poor Dad and all that stuff. Oh wow. He wrote about his wife selling property, not him. The more wow. you know. So he got rich you know. off of not really even rich. He he became a millionaire from selling the books over that's a what, period of time. See, Jesse, that's why I've been committed to a mission my entire life to marry a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. So she just does so much work, and all I do is like, no, I'm kidding. I would, I, I think, is, I think that's awesome though. That's what I'm talking about. Chip and Joanna Gaines, baby, they're doing their damn thing. Yeah, I think their last name is Gaines. I really have no clue. Anyways. We got we got on some tangents there. I don't even fucking know what day it is in the news. Oh, it's Thursday. Here, let's zoom through Thursday's news, and then we got to wrap this because it's getting dark outside. Uh, don't care about Libra. Dogecoin price surges 30%, 37% uh, following Binance listing announcement. Interesting. Why is Dogecoin still a thing? Uh, the Bank of Japan says adopting central bank crypto would mean dropping cash. Interesting. Venezuelan's Maduro orders top bank to make Petro available to the public. Wow, the world's getting weird. Uh, Electrum Wallet is adding support for Bitcoin's Lightning Network. That's probably the most interesting article on this list because I'm not biased at all. Uh, let's say Dan. This is written by Daniel Palmer. Daniel Palmer uh, and Anna Bidakova. Popular wallet service popular wallet service Electrum is soon to add support for Bitcoin's Lightning Network. Electrum's founder Thomas Voitlin uh, told CoinDesk from the BIP001 blockchain event in Odessa, Ukraine, uh, that work on the solution for sending Lightning transactions with the Electrum wallet is now close to its official release. While he declined to reveal a specific release date, he said, we've been doing this work for about a year in a separate branch on GitHub 
and we've reached a point where uh, we are ready to merge it with our master branch. This is going to happen in the coming weeks until the end of July, and it means that the next major release will have Lightning support. Um, wow. The Lightning Network is an in-development layer 2 scaling technology that is aimed to enable faster payment store fees and greater transaction throughput than the Bitcoin Network can provide directly. There are several iterations of development by different projects. Uh, Voila noted, though, that Electrum chose not to integrate with the existing Lightning clients and instead developed its own implementation. We want to give users control over their funds, he said. The product will be similar to that of Eclair, the Lightning wallet, which itself uses Electrum servers to interact with the Bitcoin network. Uh, similarly, Electrum uses its servers for Bitcoin transactions, but for the inter interaction with the Lightning network, it will not. So, um, interesting. Electrum makes good, makes one of the best Bitcoin wallets. So, I, I, I think Electrum should char charge a monthly fee to use their wallet, but that's just me. Um, maybe they do. No, that's Andreas too. Everybody's saying that make premium all yeah. service. Yeah. Well, I mean, software as a service is a model. It's not going away. I think it's just kind of part of a way to do business now. It's actually kind of beautiful. It was like you, you know you can predict your cash flow by having these um, subsections of customers that pay at certain rates at certain times. It's really beautiful. But um, I forgot what I was going with this. That's really exciting because that's a wallet that I will download for sure. There's another wallet that I wanted to, the Zap wallet on the iOS. Uh, I want to give that a shot because I want to start playing with the Lightning Network to see if it's really as difficult as people say it is because I really think they're bullshitting because I sparked it up. It was quick, and then I just closed it down. Because I was like, oh, this is fun. How much did you put in opening a channel? Like five bucks. Yeah. Not a lot. Five bucks at the time would be about $2.50 now. So, um, yeah, so that's it, guys. Sorry for these weird tangents, this, this show, but. No, these are great tangents. Oh, the, the best tangents. We talked about socialism and capitalism on a show about crypto headlines. And we talked about... What else did we talk about? Talked about equality. Equality. No, we talked about something else. Like something talked legitimate. About, talked about food. Talked about... Talked about Tether. Talked about... Oh, yeah, Tether. That was a big one. Future of Bitcoin. What that means. The future of Bitcoin. What, what we think is going to happen. You think it's going to run alongside fiat. I do. Yep. Well, I know, but you guys think. So. Mm. <laughs> anyway... Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to you all that listened to another episode. Um, if you want to get early access to the flagship show, become a patron. Uh, if you want to donate to just the headers, you could do that. Just just donate. No, don't, 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 don't donate. What? Why not? Oh, we're doing that thing. 
Yeah, don't subscribe. Don't donate. Don't. No, it's actually not a thing. <laughs> what? It's actually not a thing. I don't think. I don't, yeah. You're just telling people not to donate to this. Just show? don't. Just don't donate to this show. Why not? Why would people donate to this show? If they like I, it, I, I want to put out like a like a cool thing though, like something that is actually worth like paying for, like a premium service. Like so that, you want like to make a product? So I want to make a product. Just the headers. Yeah, that's what I want to do. What would that be, man? We've gone this route before. There's the news like nothing thing. out there. This, I want the news thing, like a news pruning service that is like community driven. I want to finish doing that, but not right now. Oh, the community voted news articles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be great, but, like, how? Like, we've we've got a long road to do that. Now I'm using effort. Yeah. With effort. (laughs) Wait a second. Where's Gary V when you need him? If you want to do it, then fucking do it. Like, why aren't you fucking making the service right now? Somebody right now. All you need to do is make the service and then put it on Instagram. What the fuck, God man? Damn it, I'm, Gary V. Oh, so Gary right. V. Jesse, what? What do you need to do? You need to take articles, put them in a spot, have um, JavaScript, take them from the spot, put it in a thing, just fucking do it. You're so right, Gary V. You're a genius. <laughs> You're you so right, Gary. You have a wine company that your dad built, and you run a marketing agency. <laughs> How do you know so much about these? Do you research like wealthy people just to shoot their shit down? Like your dad no, was rich. I, I just you're at a marketing company. You're Gary <laughs> I know a lot about random things. You do. What were we yeah. talking about earlier? Like octane? You were like, mm-hmm, that's because of the eight carbon atoms in the middle. I was like, how the fuck does he even? I've no, I've wondered what that means my entire life. I always thought eighty-seven octane just meant cheapest. Yeah, I meant eighty-seven percent octane and thirteen percent. Um, I forget the whatever the other percentages of. I forget what it, I wrote it down in Slack because I had to Google that the percentage See, breakdown. I think- I think those are the advantages. Peptide molecules. The the younger you are nowadays, the better. You have just more natural instincts to. You don't wonder as much as the older people do. No, I definitely wonder. I just need more information to make like decent prediction models about so, what to okay, wonder I didn't about. That right? I didn't, you don't spend as much time wondering as we do. You're like instantaneous. I've got this tome of human knowledge. I'm going to it. I'm going to find the knowledge that I seek fast and quickly. As to me, I'm like, man, I wonder how that works. Man, I'm going to get a book. And then you just end up not doing it. Where you I just, just end up learn not it. doing it because yeah. I forget. And I'm like, yeah. I have to get a book. Is there a fucking library i guess if i went to the library i could probably get wait a minute i could just google this like there's like a whole process i go through mentally and then i and then i can like propagate that to people like my dad who's like in his early 60s he's probably like man how does that work Mm. you know my dad asked me something on on a on a long trip like a long hiking trip that spain trip Mm -hmm. he was asking me do you do you think you know more than me 
And I was like, I know I know more than you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was it. It was just like, yep, probably right, son. I was like, yep, I know I'm right. I, I don't think he was asking, like, for a quantity there, Jesse. I think he was more like a kind of a wisdom thing. No, no, I have that too, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got that too. You're more wise than your dad. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can dig it. Man. You're a wise motherfucker. That's true. I've known that for a while, but yeah. But like, so people in their like seventies, how long does it take them before they reach? Oh yeah, I can Google this. Cause me, I'm pretty quick. It, it takes me like I don't know. 10 minutes of wondering before I'm like, oh, fuck, Google. Let me just Google it and see if I can find what I'm looking for here. Oh, yeah. But I feel like the younger people are is like there is no 10 minute. No, it's like within three seconds, like of wondering, you look it up and then you know it. Yeah, it's like it takes the time that's spent, like, I guess lost is the time that it takes for you to really read and dig into the material and digest the information. And that's where I think the younger, the younger a person is, the more advantaged they are with, pe- especially people birthed into the internet. Mm-hmm. Like I was when I was teaching, I was shocked. I had to teach kids how to Google. I was like, "What? You guys are broken children." Because I feel like I shouldn't be a nearly thirty-year-old man teaching you guys how to Google. That's not real, though, right? No, that was real. They only knew how to Google image search. So they would Google something and then look through all the pictures to find like infographics mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, what? You, no, guys you know what? That's 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 that makes sense. But because you, you were teaching, what? I guess this was only like three years ago then. Wait, that doesn't make no, sense. This though. was a while ago. This was five, six years ago. I you're 33. You said when you were 30. Early 30s. I mean, sorry. Bro, even you're not even to my 30s is what I said. OK, see. So, so like. 29 aren't no, you like 33 yeah. this is like four years ago i'm 33 i was i started teaching when i was 26 yeah so when you say you're going into your 30 so that's that's really not that long ago though it's like it what seven like years ago yeah, seven years ago is not that long look how, look how much you've accomplished look how much has changed mr yeah, that's for sure. things don't change in 90 days <laughs> <laughs> you're impressed with that i'm gonna make a book about it 90 days. 90 days change everything. Yeah, 90 days change everything. And if it works better, then stick with it. Um, Sorry, we went on another tangent. We were trying to wrap up the show. <laughs> Damn, this is true. Uh, fucking do the stuff. The BitcoinPodcast.com is where you'll find this show. All of the shows on the network. Join the Slack. You can talk to Jesse and I. Jesse, you're a lot more active in the Slack, which is really cool because I think people appreciate your perspective. Um, mm. You know, we got shows. We got a store now. Just the Headers has stickers coming. So if you need a Just the Headers sticker or, you know, we're going to do lots of cool stuff with the store. We're already trying to think of schemas to have, like, monthly design competitions for possible revenue share of people that listen to the shows on the network if you come up with a crazy design or something you think is funny and you want a t-shirt out there we'll throw it on the store 
we could code it so that the revenue share could come back to you. I mean, it's, it's the hats look pretty good. I haven't checked out the hats. The hats look really good. The tote bags are cool. The bean bag covers, especially, look cool. What is a bean bag? Like, I know what it is, but like, who would okay. buy that? Okay, let me help. You <laughs> who would understand. buy that? If you have a bean bag chair and you don't like the cover on it, you can oh unzip it and take the beans out of it and put it into our cover that has TBPN on it, baby. What? What? Like. <laughs> What, why are you making the throw up noise? Everyone would want to do that. That's that's a lot of work for a little bit of payoff. I feel like shirts and hats, ten out of ten. But no, bean bag covers, like really, grocery, like really, we, we've got grocery bag totes. We have fanny packs. We're gonna have mouse. Fanny packs are, are down. I'm down with those. Fanny yeah. packs, t-shirts, shirts, or uh, hats. Those are pretty bomb. We got basketball shorts that say "Hoddle these." I I like that. That was pretty. That was pretty good. And we've yeah. got shirts, females, female. Not excuse me, not female shirts. People with fatty breasts shirts, and it says <laughs> "Hoddle these" on the. I man, I'm just trying to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be inclusive. You know, it's true. Okay, we got gotcha. humans with fatty breasts. Shirts that's and wider hips than most, wider hips than about fifty percent of the population, um, and more estrogen. Shirts that say "Hoddle these" on the front, where the fattier Hoddle chest these. would be. Hoddle these, yeah, with the the Bitcoin logo in the center of the chest. Yep. So. Good. We have lots of things on this store that you might want. We're gonna sell, we're gonna resell flaming hot Cheetos too. God, so that's it. coming soon. So, Did you say God no. <laughs> I said God damn it. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, I dare you, Jesse, to take a bag of. What flaming if you hot sell Cheetos? signed bags of hot Cheetos? Like, <laughs> uh, that's, that's genius. Terrible. You should not do that. That's so why. Why not? Why? So gross. What's so wrong with Flamin' Hot Cheetos? I would, if I were a listener, I would be tempted to buy like one with like our signatures on it, just because that, just because, dude, like a dollar I'm up charge. Of reselling family size bags of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I wouldn't need it either. I would just like leave it and just be like, I would look at it every time I listen to. And you've got to buy all three. Oh right? If this is the flash, no, we should do like we should do the specialty bags, right? And it has every host on the network. They sign it, so we send it across the nation to be signed by everyone, and then we charge like a hundred dollars <laughs> for this bag of Cheetos to cover the cost. Oh my of god, that's stupid. Actually, that got really. Stupid that's such a stupid idea, but that sounds funny, and I would do it. <laughs> You'd be a part of that, just so you pay a hundred dollars in shipping. I mean, if I was a big fan of the show, I would probably do it. I don't think we have fans that big. That'd be weird. I, I, I feel like I, I don't think we have fans that big either. I'll tell you <laughs> what. If we offer that and you bought that, we would fulfill that order. But we Can would I get a hat with it? That you would be strange the whole time <laughs> we were fulfilling that order. This <laughs> <laughs> is a strange person. Is that is that really that strange? Like what? Like what? I think the first time I came on TPP, like on the Slack, like what was it like? 
like two years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. And I buy like cello rice cooker. Yeah, you bought cello sure. rice cooker. I yeah, remember that. that was funny. I was at, that was like out of a joke too. I was like, I'll buy you a rice cooker. I don't even know why I bought him a rice cooker. I don't but know why either. That was I know hilarious. He liked it, and his wife is Korean, so she really and like she really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a nice rice and, cooker. It was dope. I, I just I don't remember why. Some listeners but it was are going to think that was a subtly racist thing I just said, but I don't think it's any mystery that um, Korean no, Asian people, people like eat rice. rice. I think it's. I don't think it's a mystery. I think it's it's pretty That's pretty fact. Pretty out in the open. So I don't know about other people, but like I I. I can't live without rice. I love it's rice, man. I love it so much. I cooked three variations of it on accident this past weekend. I cooked some teriyaki rice. I cooked some brown rice. And then I cooked some fried rice. And then I left. <laughs> Today, when I opened the fridge, or my girlfriend opens the fridge, she's like, why would you cook all this fucking rice? And I was like, I cooked it for you. <laughs> she, was like, she, was, she was like, I'm not going to eat all this rice. And I was like, he might eat it. She's like, he's four. She's not going to eat all this rice. It's like three different things. Jesse, this is seriously like nine cups of rice. That is that's just so funny. That's so funny. So, anyways. That's I was thinking of in. making two different types of rice too today, but I didn't fall into that. Oh, dude. I love... Okay, so I take like vegetable noodles, like zucchini mm-hmm. noodles and carrot noodles and um, okay. yellow squash noodles, mm-hmm. and I put them in brown rice with like... This sauce, I'd say it's about a quarter of a cup and two parts soy sauce, one part Worcestershire sauce. Oh, Worcestershire sauce is pretty good on rice. And then I throw that in there together. And then when, so it's all cooking together. And then when it's fully cooked, put some sriracha on the top of that joint. Bam. Man, your your vegetables must be like super overcooked. Oh, yeah. By the time time. the rice is done. Okay. Very, very, very squish. Uh. And they're also not like fresh. They're like these frozen frozen vegetables they come. Mm, okay. Uh, but let me tell you, it tastes good. Sounds good. That's uh, like a it's like one of those hacks people don't really think of doing, putting seasoning your rice before you throw it in the rice cooker. Yeah. To cook yeah. well. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. We should uh <laughs> You should probably kick it. Play the outro.